Heidi ho, neighborinos. Sup, snakes. <laughs> it's time for a session of Kvetchen. It's Kvetchen session. With your hosts, one and two. One and two. The best hosts, number one and host number two, this side of the Mississippi, probably. Maybe both sides. I'm host number one, uh, who is tired for no particular reason. I mean, aside from just everything. <laughs> I'm not gesturing, but imagine that I'm gesturing. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm tired. But at least it's sunny out. <laughs> I feel like I said this last time. <laughs> There's an exhaustion about lately. <laughs> I wonder why. Who's to say? Who's to say? Hey, look, for once we're on time with the terrible things. Am I right, fellas? Oh, you are right. Am I right? We didn't film. We filmed. We're filming. Filming, recording. We're recording after. Ha ha. It's true. It's true. I'm just going to do a quick interjection mm. to let you guys know that I am host number two. I am also tired and a little bit derealized. So I'm pretty certain if I wasn't before that this is all a simulation that some cruel asshole is, is creating for us. And I also want to remind you that the views that we express previously or in the future, whatever view you hear come out of one of these mouths does not reflect the views of our employers. Not even a little. So, And listen, whoever's running the simulation, would it kill you to like change the simulation? I, we ta I talked about escapism a couple of podcasts ago. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I will be a different person if you can put me someplace else. Yes. I, I don't know why this is making me think of this, but I feel like what you're saying in my head fits with this phenomenon that I've been noticing lately. It's not escapism. It's have you deep people mental problems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, no, mental no. health is not a joke. No, it's, it's um, I mean, but. <laughs> but a little wrong. bit. Um, is, uh, have you heard people talking about manifestation lately? I mean, I feel like that's all like a mood, like that's been a thing, right? Like mood vision boards or whatever, not mood boards. So that, that is definitely in the manifestation family and like that's okay. almost something that i can sort of okay like if i set a goal for myself and every day i take steps toward that goal and i make it just a point to do that i can see how that could help me achieve certain mm. goals mm. but what i'm talking about when i or what these people are talking about which is like another weird privileged school of manifestation that i'm trying to wrap my head around right now is these people saying that you can manifest anything by just like opening your mind to the possibility. Now I want, don't get me wrong. I want this to be true. Like, I want, to, I want <laughs> that to sounds be. incredible. It, Sign does. Me up. <laughs> it sounds awesome. And like, there is a part of me that kind of wants to try this and like, just breathe into this reality. But there's a part of me that is stopping. And that part of me that is stopping is like, are you telling me that somebody in Flint, Michigan could manifest themselves clean water? Because if so, why aren't we all just doing that? And like, or like, I don't know, manifesting, not a pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're not in a pandemic. I mean, like, if nothing else, think of all these old white male executives who were just horrified that we all had to work remote. You think if they could manifest themselves back in the office like three weeks later, they wouldn't have done it? You're right. See, yes. Yes, that is an excellent point. And so... I manifest not having to pay your workers. How easy would that be? Oh, my God. Free labor? 
I manifest, I, baby. It's all in the power of the mind. So if you, number one, if you are the simulation and you're hearing this, should give us a little something, something here. Help Please. us this manifestation thing happen. If you're not, and you're just someone who has, for themselves, experienced the transformative power of manifestation, can you teach us? <laughs> I have, I'm not being a critic. I just legitimately want to understand. Yeah, because if that's if it's legit, then I want to know how to do it. Yes, I will subscribe to that school too, completely. <laughs> <laughs> but as host number one has so indicated, we are very disappointingly timely in this podcast this week. Because in case you didn't know, all hell continues to break loose, particularly on people of color. Yes, and weird how the cycle of everyone pretending to care lasts for anywhere from three days to a month, and then everyone gets tired, mm -hmm. and then it mm -hmm. happens again. And so I'm kind of curious to see, oh, how long is this wave going to last? Yeah. Yeah, it's like people, I, I'm going to say like, it's a lot of, you've used the word performative, and I feel like that's, it's like a lot of performative white people who, right in this moment, will hook extra deeply onto like, oh, we get to listen to black creators. And like, here, I'm going to put up this black profile picture of like a square so that my voice is, is, you know, like I'm elevating other people. And then two days later, it's like, oh, I'm tired of that now. Yeah. Or like, even just, I mean, I, I follow a lot of artists on Twitter mm -hmm. and this time around. And I think all the other times around, it's a lot of, if I see anyone, oh, black creators like send me your like do the fucking work a yes don't be, yeah. and b maybe don't do it just because a black man was murdered again yeah like maybe do it not when black people are being murdered just a crazy thought that's an excellent point those are both excellent points but the doing like do the work yourself is so important as though like, as like well come to me them. song and dance for me so that I also besides the fact that like apparently again this is a very niche sort of area but all I was reading and seeing was that like a lot of these alleged opportunities from like the big summer Black Lives Matter activities were like oh opportunity for this like they all fell through and not oh I'm God. sure not all but like so many of them were kind of just bullshit that's false so again your point about performative we did the thing yeah look at yeah, you said you were going to do a thing. But I just, I don't know, man. I feel like more, just more broadly speaking, like, why is it so hard to, because I'm going to have a real hot take at the core of this. This has, you don't consider them human beings, do mm -hmm. you? Yeah. Because they're not a different species. They're not, they're, pe they're people. And this is just also, for me, a weird... I, <sighs> Why are we, st I just, I mean, I know why we're still having this conversation, but it's just like, it, it's so horrifying to me. It is horrifying. You're, you're absolutely right. The fact that people, the fact that people, to your point, do, they, they don't see the equity. They don't see these other like people of different skin tones as also humans. And then they will deny that so blatantly or just ignore, ignore it to the point of like actually believing that they're not doing that. Or frankly, be just rooted in a system where, you know, mm. honestly, behind closed doors probably would just tell you that that's how they, how they feel. Yeah. They're not going to say it on public television. Yeah. But. Right. To their buddies in 
locker rooms. Locker room? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. They're going to joke around about it. Look, that's a whole other thing. The whole congressman showing pictures of naked women. That's a whole other thing. But just the like level of bad behavior that people feel is acceptable and totally normal. Anyway, that was an aside. An important one, though. And yeah, and I mean, I don't the I'm sure everyone knows the history about this particular case. Dante Wright, 20 year old, killed by police, said police woman allegedly thought she was pulling out her taser, but accidentally pulled out her gun. Mm -hmm. Truly believable. Uh, She was a 26 year police veteran. Yes. So, you know, it wouldn't, I wouldn't, if you were a rookie, this wouldn't suddenly make it okay. Right. But your, your excuse is a little questionable. Yes. I know, I know where my shit is. If I've been doing any job for a year, let alone Mm -hmm. 26. Yes. And just he was alive. And, and the, everyone's just okay with that explanation. It's a crazy. Like the amount, the amount of bullshit that people will just allow white people, white murderers, to yes. get away with is astounding. Crazy. Like if if anything that has to do with a a, a black person or a black man, it's always mm-hmm. like, oh, let's show like you know some terrifying mugshot that we haven't had, like the worst yeah. possible photo. Let's talk about how they had like a slight misdemeanor yeah. or they had pot. Ooh, ah, or this and that. Meanwhile, if it's yeah. a white person, it's. Oh, she just made a mistake. Or again, to like reference the the violence in Georgia a couple of weeks ago. He had a bad day. Are you fucking kidding me? Had a bad you're, day. You're not supposed to fucking kill people when you have a bad day. You're not supposed no. to fucking kill people when you're not having a bad day and you're a 26-year police veteran who should fucking know where her gun is. Like, yes. bullshit. Yeah, let's just for a second pause on that because I have heard a lot of... I, I can't endorse all of these things because I'm not, I haven't fact checked them all, but I've heard some things that have really like doubled down on this for me. It's my understanding that police keep their tasers and their guns in the same place all the time on their belt. So like, unless it just magically switched positions, which, which seems reasonable because generally speaking, if you have to make allegedly a split second decision, you mm-hmm. kind of want it to be automatic. You do one for one thing and you do the other for the other. Thing. Yes. Yes. You don't want to switch them around. If uh, I wouldn't want the, you know, uh, gas and brake pedals to switch around on my car nope. every couple of weeks. No, just for the hell of it. Or like, imagine you're a surgeon and you're like, oh, I went to grab. I don't, I'm not a surgeon. I went to grab the eye. I don't know. <laughs> some, well, yeah. Neither of us are surgeons very clearly. Don't come for us surgeons <laughs> who listen to this podcast. <laughs> Like, you know, like I, I went to grab, you know, an IV, but instead I grabbed a bottle of water and now the patient's dead. Also, frankly, sidebar, people will sue doctors for less. That's a whole other thing. And I'm not like there are plenty of shitty doctors out there, but yeah, doctors will get sued for like thinking about doing the wrong thing. Mm hmm. Yeah, make saying so. thing. And their doctors are trained for years and years and years. I think I read the Minnesota Police Department gets like 19 months of training. Oh, they like police training is like less than I I man, this was so long ago that I looked it up. It was some colossal thing. Getting becoming a hairstylist takes more hours of work. And again, this is not to diss hairstylists. No. I can't do that shit. No, but, me either. 
becoming a hairstylist where I would argue, unless you're, you know, the demon barber of Fleet Street, you don't <laughs> have direct control over whether someone you shouldn't as cops, but like realistically, mm-hmm. you don't have control over whether someone lives or dies. Right. They shouldn't be the ones that have more training than the people that carry a gun around as part of their job. No, everyone should have at least that amount of training. Like at least So it was and maybe I'm, you know, misquoting the particular profession, but it was just it was wild the like tiny amount of training but again even to your point even if the training was this was and again wouldn't have been okay if it was a rookie right but like this wasn't some newbie cop lady and to your point please you knew what you were doing and also just the fact that and again i don't know all the hyper details there is no it's not there's no situation in which it's okay Mm -hmm. to shoot someone who is running away or what have you right But how is that your instinct in these situations when it's a person of color or a black man to just when in in so many of these cases, moving away or running away or Mm -hmm. driving away, your first instinct is, oh, that's a threatening attack move. Do you understand? Like, again, not that that's a whole other thing Mm -hmm. that there should be incredibly limited circumstances at which you're pulling out a gun to shoot at someone anyway. And so I wouldn't even say that like, yes, if someone's attacking you, you definitely pull out your gun. But that's a whole different thing. But like, it's just, oh, your response to them existing. Yes. Your response to them existing is better pull out my gun. Yeah. That's a crazy response. That should be your last resort. You're absolutely. And this is, again, I feel like all I do is quote things that I saw online, but I think this is sort of a good, it's just, with their five hours of training is more than most of us have in wielding yeah. a weapon mm-hmm. more than I would argue a great majority of us. And I just think it's interesting that we're totally okay with forgiving cops and totally fine with cops who sort of are, who are trained freaking out and panicking and pulling out the gun and they didn't realize or pulling out their gun at the slightest provocation under pressure but mm-hmm. untrained civilians who some of whom have probably never seen a gun up close in their life are expected to remain totally calm and cool and collected when there's a fucking gun in their face. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. And years speaking of quoting things that I'm not sure are true. This is something I, I I saw that somebody typed in the case number for Dante White and the reason that there was a warrant out for his arrest was something stupid like someone mailed something to his house and it was the wrong address or something and he owed like money or something like that and so the mail bounced and that's they were that's why the warrant was out for his arrest right so that falls into the category of not something you shoot a guy for no that's not even something i feel like you should arrest somebody for like yeah yeah well that's a whole you know that's a whole other thing the criminal justice system in this united states of america I, there's not enough podcasts in the world to to dive into that. No. If you're a person of color, you're going to get in trouble for fucking existing. Again, yeah. see my point above. Yes. But yeah, there is no, it's just, and it's, oh my God. And I mean, honestly, hot and spicy take, there's never going to be any accountabil- accountability because these police forces don't care mm-hmm. to have accountability. Right. It's, they don't, they don't care to be performative. Right. They just, they're, they're a racist institution. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fundamentally the problem. It's a problem, yeah. of course, if you have these organizations that sort of come out and say they're thing and then back away into the shadows. I'm not right. saying, that, oh, they're cool. Right. Like, fundamentally, the police force is a racist organization and supports that. So, like, of course they're not gonna yeah. do goddamn anything about it. Of course they're gonna cover it up. Of course they're gonna come up with every fucking excuse in the book. Of course they're gonna empower 
white murderers and make yeah. like, oh, you had a bad day because they don't give a shit. <laughs> and they act like they act like, oh, you, when you when you talk to people about defund or abolish the police, the response that most racist people will give you is, well, but what are we going to do to maintain law and order? It's like, that's, do, do you think that this is law and order? Do you think that this is working? Because how much worse do you think it could possibly be? Like, I don't think it could be that much worse at this point. They're doing nothing except causing violence, mass murder, harm. So let's try it. You know what? What if people do fully mean just abolish? Mayhaps the violence rate might go down slightly. Be surprised at how people can take care of themselves when there's not. Or how just de-escalation tactics Mm -hmm. uh, generally, I think, will work better when you're working with properly trained people. Because I also Mm -hmm. don't think that it makes sense to send untrained. I don't mean we shouldn't send cops with guns but we shouldn't send untrained cops without guns we should send actual like mental health professionals yes. or people who have the understanding of how to de-escalate these situations would let me tell you cops yes. don't know how to do yes people which who focus to on their that. limited credit extremely limited credit sort of is no fault of their own because i doubt they're taught it mm-hmm. so again institutionally or yeah. if they are they certainly don't care to no. <laughs> learn it yeah <sighs> So it's insane. It is insane how blatant it is. I'll say this too, that it's insane how blatant it is, how blatant it's been for my whole life and how only like in the past several years have I really started to see it. And like, that's that's on me as a white person of privilege and I'm owning. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those classic white ladies who grew up in a well-to-do white suburban neighborhood who was mostly surrounded by white kids mm-hmm. who went to like you know uh not an ivy league who went to like you know a let's probably most not all white but like listen it was just like the little bubble yeah yeah it's 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 a problem my hometown which i won't name but i also don't claim um <laughs> still has their still mascot is the Indians. And there are still arguments to the heated discussions. Every time someone says, Hey, maybe we could change this. The whole town goes into chaos because like, God forbid we change our racist mascot. It's 2021. That's happening on Facebook. as we speak. <sighs> yeah. These people are ridiculous. What's the problem? I know that's a tangent, but it just, I just remembered. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, I, I, how do I guess I'll phrase this as a white person. It shouldn't have taken a pandemic and all of this stuff right. to make more of us aware, mm-hmm. but it has. And yeah. I'm not saying that that makes the fact that we were so unawares for so long. Okay. It's certainly right. not. But right. then the point is you have to take that and, for lack of a better word, run with it. Don't dip your toe in the water for two weeks and then pull your foot back out. Yes. If you're in, you're in. Because like for everyone else, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just something they discovered. Yeah. You know, in 2018, 2019, 2020. Yeah. It's their whole goddamn lives and something that they have to think about all the time. Yeah. It's, and yeah, it's their whole lives. And it's their, this like a literal life and death situation that, we're coming aware of like to your point yeah if you're in you're in and know that it's going to be hard work and it's going to take a whole change of psychology and a change of behavior and just own embrace that but 
for all our for all our talk, I don't think, you know, I mean, I think a lot of America is fundamentally racist mm-hmm. and people don't want to do the work because it's too hard. So for all the things we talk about, man, work hard. White people don't tend to work very hard. True. True. Which leads me to another great thing that I love about this country. Hit us. Um, the d- d- gun violence. I Speaking guess. of gun violence, gun violence. Speaking More broadly, of- gun violence. Remember gun violence? Here's gun violence. I vaguely remember. <laughs> I'm not laughing at it. Yeah. I just well, I just, it. it's, and I think I was talking about this with my, with my family and I know you wanted to talk about it, but just how like during the pandemic, when a lot of people were locked 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 away isn't the right word the quarantining and schools were closed and the the shootings drastically went down and now the things are opening up again surprise it's a huge problem boy everyone and their guns are coming back out aren't they yeah it's insane sorry to use that word but it is crazy there's and was this even the same person just as an aside to you was this the same person that was having a bad day Another uh, person yet. So I mean, this—they're definitely gonna probably say this other. No, I mean, yes, the, the gun violence in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, was right. having a bad day. Yes, but then I know, literally days ago, on the seventh, six people, including two children, were shot and killed in South Carolina. Oh my god! And the the suspected perpetrator—I don't. You know, I don't know the proper terminology was Philip Adams, who's a former National Football League player. Wow. Uh, but just like it's it's continuing to happen mm-hmm. all the goddamn time. Yes. It's the same story constantly. But, you know, I think I mean, I guess even though they're not in the news, I think gun violence and I think that ties in again to I mean, a little bit domestic violence, but even just again, our idiotic selves and total lack of awareness and safety precautions Mm -hmm. the number of articles you read about oh kid like shoots parent because there was a fucking gun in an unlocked safe that was loaded yes kid shoots little brother in the eye accidentally because playing with a gun from an unlocked safe that was loaded and look i'm gonna say i did a couple of years ago take an intro because like my brother-in-law really (laughs) wanted to get a gun Oh boy. Protection. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it would be educational and inform informational to go to because the state that I live, you have to go through six thousand hoops, which I'm happy to do. Yeah. If you want to actually own a gun. And so step one was going to here's what a gun is and how to use it. And it was basically, hey, uh, rule number one, don't keep that thing loaded unless you're planning on shooting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, don't point it at anyone, loaded or unloaded, unless you're planning to shoot them. Number three, keep your shit separate. Keep it locked up. Yeah. You're not even allowed to travel. Like if you, and again, I'm. it's been a long time. If sure. you are traveling like across state borders or honestly, even within the state, you can't have a gun and ammo in the car. Like one has to be in the trunk and one has to be like in the, like you cannot have them physically together in the same wow. space. But then you hear all these stories yeah. of people who just leave loaded guns lying around. Yeah. And that's sort of a tangential point, but it's just because sort of gun violence on a massive scale wasn't being reported in the news. That doesn't mean it wasn't happening yes that's actually that's an excellent point and it's also something that i read in addition to the domestic violence and domestic issues that they were experiencing the guns a lot of suicides 
a mm. lot of suicides that might have been handled in a different way or rethought. That's a huge that's a huge problem in the middle of a pandemic when like you're stuck in your home with your thoughts. Yeah. And there's no mental health care system to take care of that. Can I and, do I mean sorry. Hmm? What's up? I have a crazy story about guns. Tell me a um, crazy gun story. So I'm going to be as vague about the people as possible, but I heard a story not long ago about a friend of a friend of a friend who went to a gun club. I don't know if somewhere in our state, I think somewhere around someplace, maybe in our state, maybe not in our state. Yeah. And it's, it's a place that exists. Until they say. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> so they went to. Called Narnia, the shooting range of Narnia. <laughs> I dropped a sock in there and I came out. Came out with a gun. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Please continue. No, it's okay. Um, so they went They went to, I don't know, deliver ammo or drop. I don't know what the deal was. Um, mm. This is like, this person was like a licensed carrying sort of like has a gun, but doesn't just like carry it around with them. But went to the club and pulled up to the front, got out of their vehicle and met the person that they were supposed to be meeting who took them in. And this person, so puts their mask on, right? Because it's a freaking pandemic. And the gun and club guy looks at him and says, "You, so we don't actually do the whole mask thing here. Neat. So yeah, these people are just like a mask. And this guy guy was like, eh, I do the mask thing. <laughs> so I'll be keeping it on. That's that, that doesn't tell you everything you need to know. I mean, look, I love using Venn diagrams. with a <laughs> diagram of stupid Americans and gun owners. Uh, they're real close together. So they're hanging close. out. They're real all commingling in that beautiful middle pool area. They really and truly are. They really are. And, uh, you know, uh, the whole other discussion about just how easy it is to get. I think also, frankly, to your point about obviously you have people who are going to commit acts of horrible violence mm -hmm. to other people. Right. But I think even from the perspective of it's so easy to get a gun, to your point, you don't, that's not. You don't want that to be the solution to someone who's considering suicide and yeah. giving them an easy, you know, I don't mean to imply that I know what it's like to experience that, but mm -hmm. just, you know, that's not an avenue that you want to give someone easily yeah. easy access to. And we have easy access to it here. Yeah. Every step closer that a person who is motivated to do something like that takes toward that thing is one step closer that they're coming to actually doing the thing. It's it's unquestionable yeah. like there's there should be no chance of that and it's crazy yeah. that there's so much of a chance of that so i think that's actually unintentionally a great sort of segue into our final segment this has been really heavy shit mm. i feel like it's been weeks of really heavy shit oh if only we could go back to the days of complaining about white men in the office haha -ha, maybe one day one day but i think it's important along with this because uh people are going through some shit um, to talk about just mental health and mental health resources more yes. broadly. I think, you know, me, old crotchety lady over here, I think one of the one of the many great things coming out of the younger generations is the level of comfort and sort of openness with talking about mental health. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to tell anybody right. whether or not you're seeking mental health care, but just that sort of openness and like, yeah, I have a therapist. And yeah, yeah, I do this makes it, it normalizes it, for lack of a better word, because mm -hmm. when I was growing up, you didn't talk about it. Yeah. You know, 
parents, my parents didn't, they talked about it as like a thing, like, no, you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, it was a very sort of taboo thing, certainly yeah. to talk about. And there were all these like negative implications and oh, if people find out. Yeah. And I think it's phenomenal. As someone who's honestly trying to, is still trying to sort of shake that herself. Sure. Yeah. It's a I hard think it's phenomenal to- that that's, you know, I don't mean joking about mental health, but like people are making like, oh, so my therapist told me X, Y, Z, like on TikTok. That's great. Yes. It's so nice. It's so nice to see people being open about their struggles. And there's so many, to your point, it normalizes something that is super normal, like super duper. I mean, you right. And there's nothing for a abnormal about it. No. Yeah. No, like every part of your body deserves equal treatment. You go to the eye doctor, you go to the skin doctor, and you go to the therapist. (laughs) The brain doctor. The brain doctor. (laughs) (laughs) But there's also, you find a lot of these people who are coming out with these things. It's like the ability to see your struggle shared by somebody else sometimes makes just like all the difference in your own recovery journey. Especially now, right? It's the pandemic. We're all stuck in our homes. I mean, I'm lucky to be surrounded by people who are super open with their struggles. So, you know, I I have people who like I can talk to about stuff, but I can imagine, you know, or remember being alone and being this is just me. Right. And it must be so easy to feel like this. Because I mean, again, if you don't have any, if you if you're not hearing about it and you don't feel like you can talk about it, because again, like online forums and all of that have certainly exploded in the last like, let's say 20 years. Oh, my God. 1990 was 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Um, It'll always be 10 years ago. 1990 Uh, was 20 years ago. Right. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 20 years ago, the 2000s was 10 years ago. See, I'm getting so old. I don't even remember. (laughs) It's better to call it the other way. (laughs) But just... Not that that necessarily makes it easier, but it must, it, it helps so much to know that you're not the only one and it you're frankly not the only one of like six either. Yes. You and a fuck ton of people around the planet are all dealing with sort of various shades of this. Yes. And it doesn't, and it, and that again helps normalize it because it's like, it's not, it's not abnormal if tons of people not, not to say that people who experience abnormal things are, you know, are worse, but yeah, it's a perfectly reasonable thing that happens to tons of people. Yes. Yes. Your body responds to the world the way that it's going to respond. And, you know, something that right now, something that has become abundantly clear to me is that finding an open therapist <laughs> who's taking patients is extremely difficult because of the sheer volume of people seeking mental health right now, which mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, people seeking treatment, I'm all for it. We need that. We, we stand <laughs> a mentally health, healthful patient. And the kind of flip side of that, that I think a lot of people are noticing right now is if you're coming into this and thinking, okay, maybe it's time for me to seek help. It can be tough, right? Because mm-hmm. you need to not only find someone who's a good fit for you, but also that's actually available. And I think as any of us can, you know, fi- I mean, finding a doctor, just like finding a mental health professional, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it can be a stressful process in general. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let Absolutely. alone the fact that maybe you're already dealing with whether it's depression or anxiety or something else. And it's like, I got to talk to somebody, but I also sort of have to have the wherewithal to wade through the thousands of people and figure out who's right and see if they're even open. And it's, I mean, for me, that kind of stuff takes a lot of sort of mental and emotional energy. Which you don't usually have when you're like- Right, which you don't, the reason why you're here is you don't have a ton of that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's true. And 
you know, something that someone recommended to me that I love just passing on to the snakes of the world because I thought this was a super helpful tidbit. If you are someone who is, okay, number one, if you're someone who's struggling and listening to this, number one, crisis hotline, without a doubt. But if you are someone who's struggling and feels safe enough to have and like energetic enough to go through the search process a little bit, consider calling your local hospital and asking about a partial hospitalization program. That sounds scary, but it's actually not. It's uh, right now they're all virtual. So it's basically you in your bedroom. (laughs) What a night. It's you in your bedroom three times a week doing group therapy on a screen. And when you do that, you're working with mental health professionals and it's kind of a fast track or can be a fast track to getting your own individual one-on-one person. This is not something that I had ever known prior to 2020. And I don't want to promise that it's everywhere, but if you are someone who is looking for that help and cannot find it, that is a very not scary way to find it. And like, I cannot stress that enough, how how not scary and not intimidating those programs are, even though they sound really horrifying and how much you can get out of them as a result. So that is like one thing that I think this pandemic has brought out is, yeah, it's harder to get an individual, but it's much easier to be part of a sort of group counseling sometimes is like just the lifeline you need in the moment until you can get right. somewhere more. Right, sort of depending on where you are, you know, yes. so in many cases, something like that is going to be so much better than sort of trying to stick it out yeah. for yeah. something that's perceived to be better. Because I think depending on who you are and what you're looking for, it might be just as good, if not better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you're, I know this is cliche, but you're worth it. You're worth it. Do it. <laughs> totally <laughs> worth it. So we also, we have a list of other sort of other thoughts generally. I think that was a really great point, but sort of things that maybe are, I don't want to say more standard, but sort of mm-hmm. pandemic or not, that are things to keep in mind. If you have health insurance, check with them. Mm-hmm. Reach out to your, I won't call them friendly neighborhood health insurance because <laughs> no one's friendly neighborhood health insurance, but reach <laughs> out to your malicious overlord health insurance. <laughs> They will sometimes really. they have certain people in networks, sometimes they have specific groups mm-hmm. that maybe if you're a, a member of their insurance company, they can, you know, you're able to maybe get in mm-hmm. sooner or easier than someone who isn't a part of that group. Yes. And pro tip, once you have that list, check it against psychology today. This is not a sponsored post. Mm. Check it against psychology today and get a little bit of a background on the person because sometimes that bio tells you what you need to know to decide if they're like if they're specializing in something that you feel resonates with your condition, Hmm. worth a shot. There's also some, I mean, in the pandemic situation, I imagine, I mean, so many places have managed to go virtual, but there's also in many places, community mental health centers Mm -hmm. that you can look into. Absolutely. I don't have as much direct knowledge or experience about this, but I imagine, again, I'm sure a lot of them have sort of gone virtual to the extent that you can. Mm -hmm. There's so many so so many support groups of various types and shapes and sizes of all methods. I'm sure there's sort of homegrown ones. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. more official ones. Absolutely true. There's peer groups. Those are out there. There's peer there's peer led groups. That's just someone like you decided to throw a group of people together so we could all hash out the same issues. There's professional led groups. There's sort of a combo where there's just a professional chilling on the side. And like you guys are taking it and they can just weigh in. Like there's you name it, if you're dealing with it, there's a group of people dealing with it that wants to talk about it with you. No question. 
also see if you can snag a discount. And I know that sounds a little weird to say, given we were just talking about how hard it is to like get an appointment or in things in mm -hmm. general, but uh, they're not going to, they're not going to kick you out for asking. Right. Ask about, um, some therapists do what the heck is it called? It's not prorated. It's like tiered, tiered pricing or something. Mm. Where, I think some sometimes hospitals will do that too, sort of depending on your income and all the yes, stuff. Yes, exactly, exactly. They will help you. They if you if you go in and say, "I want to see you. This is a fit. I cannot afford two hundred dollars or whatever the heck a session." Do you offer? Is there alternate? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's there, no you will not be the first nor the last person to ask them about this. No, and more often than not, they'll want to help you. Yeah, like they they care about you. This is their job. Seven Cups, an excellent website for both giving and receiving support. So it's a peer-to-peer -peer led sort of therapeutic situation where it's not it's not the end-all be-all, but in a moment where you're just looking to bounce some of your ideas about finding a therapist off people, or maybe you're just, you know, I'm in a situation right now that feels really intense. I don't have anyone at home to talk about it. My partner or family member or whoever is not available Someone on Seven Cups will be happy to talk to you and share wisdom with you. And likewise, if you're feeling like you have a lot of extra energy, like a lot of extra spoons, you can sign on and help talk to other people with what they're struggling with and kind of offer them what, what you've got to the table. So it's kind of a really cool peer-to-peer -peer resource, which is less professional, but also a lot less pressure, mm. which can be better for some folks. Yeah, in certain situations, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So I think, I think for once, in addition to just saying, take care of yourself, which we do mean, we've actually provided perhaps some concrete information on how one might be able to take care of themselves. Yes, literally. Mentally. It only took us 10 episodes, y'all. Oh, happy 10th episode. Happy 10th episode, baby. Double dige. Oh, made it this far. No, thanks, no. thanks for listening, snakes. <laughs> I love the snakes. Uh, I hope the snakes are taking care of their mental health. Yeah, please take care of your mental health snakes. Please drink a water. Yeah. Take your meds if you have them. And I also, I, I don't advocate for, I don't advocate performative anything, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to violence against Black people and people of color, right. Asian American Pacific Islanders. And I think if anyone needs a mental break, it's those marginalized groups that are directly facing all of these injustices on a goddamn daily basis forever and ever and ever and ever. And it seems like yes. sometimes probably seems like it will never end. Mm -hmm. However, if you are not one of these people and you want to help and you are feeling yourself getting burned out, I'm not telling you to step away for 16 years. Right. But you, which is something I say to everybody, you can't help anybody else if you're not helping yourself. Mm -hmm. So... It is okay to briefly yes. step away and take care of yourself and recharge. Yeah. And so that when you are recharged, you feel ready to sort of to jump back in and do the work. Yes. Because if you burn yourself out and just stop doing it forever, then that's not helping anybody. So don't, yes. you know, make sure if you need that, mm -hmm. take that break, but just make sure to not come back only when the next terrible situation arises that's great advice and you know talk to your other white friends who are like-minded when you need sort of that 
people in this fight together can rely on each other. It is always best if you are a white person like me who is going through a downtime to talk to another person who is white <laughs> like yourself mm -hmm. and you can share struggles and kind of help each other get strong. You know, sometimes people can rely on, can like be tempted to rely on like their friends who are people of color and to- Who have more than enough yes. to deal with themselves <laughs> to right now and all the time. <laughs> yes. But if you have white friends, talk to your white friends, take care of yourself to your point is an excellent point. You can't take care of others until you yourself are yeah. taken care of. And when we post this next episode, as we promised before, we're also going to highlight another AAPI support resource. This one's going to be the Asian Mental Health Collective. So stay tuned for that link. Uh, for right now, it's www.asianmhc.org. But we will also post it live in the description box. We maybe. sure will. Well, this is going to be one of our longer episodes, but we had a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. And all I can hope for is that maybe we have a little less to talk about and we can complain about like the goddamn squirrels or something being too loud, but that's wishful thinking. We'll have to see what happens in two weeks. <laughs> stay safe. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.